All right, we are recording. Welcome. Perfect. This is the inaugural pilot proof of concept episode for Community RX, new podcast as part of the, I want to say it right, part of the Clydesdale Media Podcast Network. We are your hosts for the time being until we get sick of each other. My name is uh, Mike Ostman. And I am Tom Derulio. We, we are two people involved with the CrossFit community in a number of ways. Um, I, both of us are volunteers. Both of us are judges. Uh, I've also done some scoring, some event team, and work moving into work within the event space. Tom is Mr. Judge Extraordinaire at multiple <laughs> events, um, as well as a Fed, so we don't screw with Tom. Um, but we met doing judging at the West Coast Classic this year and judged together at the Iron Games in Utah and had this idea to do a little little podcast talking about the community. Anything I missed about we were also, you? We were also at the games together. We were at the CrossFit games we together. Were you were, at, we were at the same, we are at North Park together. Yep. Yeah, we were, yeah. we were at the games together, even though you never saw me because I was in the shade um, oh, sitting, at, nice. sitting at a computer, entering scores while you were on your knee on hot turf trying to count double unders on turf while I was yeah, trying that was, uh, that was interesting <laughs> that, was tra- that was traumatizing for all including those yeah, who, that, had to, who had to do the math that's good. those uh, double unders on turf that, t- that turns into a drag rope it's, it's insane, it's insane. A, the question is did you have one of the individuals who didn't get because that that event started with high skilled gymnastics uh, muscle ups I believe for a lot of people did you have one of the people who didn't even get one muscle up um hmm. no i don't think so those i don't think i had those i think i think everybody i think everybody got through the muscle ups and got into the doubles that's good we had doing the score sheets we had some where we had no completed reps that's that's unfortunate it that is the most stressed i've ever been as a volunteer what what what, was that because of the masters athletes were expected to do muscle ups and they weren't Mm -hmm. expecting it yeah yep masters and i can't remember what the adaptive athletes had to do feel like they they had to do something that was still really high skill for i can't remember what it was either um obviously the uh the upper extremity athletes weren't expected to do muscle ups i can't remember what they did yeah. instead and then what um, they did which made it even more confusing um was they put multiple divisions together in yes, the same heat yeah. and that yeah. that made it really confusing because mid tabulation on the scorecards we had to like oh we've moved from this division to this division yeah and yeah with different movements like completely yes, different movements yes yeah. so different time math as we would say yeah. to add up the reps that was a unique experience that we got to go through together even though we were apart um what else have we done together i'm trying i can't think of anything that's about it for now i think yeah i tried to get we, we have up. we have future I, plans yeah, we're trying yeah to, i'm I, trying to get up to granite games i'm trying to get up to minnesota michigan i tried to, trying get, to get you, to you out here to california but... yeah yeah, California. That that's going to happen now that yeah. I don't have a job in higher education anymore. That where I have to actually take vacation days, barring some event that I have to work that time. I will try and get out there. Um, but this is the intent of this podcast is to be a little different than a lot of podcasts within the CrossFit space. We both are avid fans of the elite level and the the elite athletes and the highly competitive 
pro elite division within the CrossFit space, fittest on earth, what you, whatever you'll call it. Uh, but we are also two people who are very involved at the community level. We're both Absolutely. coaches. I know I'm, I'm a level one, I'll be a level two eventually. Um, what I'm are currently you? a level, I'm a level two. Okay. Tom, you're level two. Yeah. Um, so we are both, uh, coaches at, I'm at a very small affiliate currently. We only have 60 members in a small town, about 20,000 people. Um, I know obviously you're in California, so I assume you have more people. Actually, well, so California, it's kind of interesting because, you know, the, the birth of CrossFit was just down the road in Santa Cruz. I'm in San Jose. Uh, so we have a lot of affiliates in a very small area. So San Jose is a big city, ninth or 10th largest in the country, but our gym is real small. We're probably about 60 to 100 members right now. Okay, so, That's yeah. about where we're at in small town, Minnesota. Who knows where I'll be in a month if I even find a boxer, if I just go to garage gym life, but we're both coaches at the affiliate level. Um, Trying to think what else anyone would ever want to know about us. How'd you find CrossFit? How did I find CrossFit? Uh, That's a good question. See, so why why you bring me in? That's that's why I brought you on because Lord (laughs) knows I wouldn't have been able to do this myself. How I found CrossFit, um, I lived in South Texas. I moved there. I didn't know anyone. Um, After a year, I was 300 pounds in weight, thereabout, probably a little more, and had been diagnosed with high blood pressure for the first time in my life. I also did not know anyone. It is a Definitely a different area than Minnesota, where I came from, being about 99% Hispanic, which I absolutely loved living in a diverse space, but I didn't really know anyone at all and was definitely not part of the culture. So I I think I turned on Netflix. And the 2015 Games documentary was on there. Um not knowing that it had, like I for some reason my brain got really into it like oh I'm no I don't know who actually won this I think this is live and I was rooting for people <laughs> I didn't know the results and I'm like rooting for Matt Fraser and he ends up losing in the end I was so disappointed I was like well shit it happened a year ago of course like it's pre-recorded obviously um but that got me interested in it because previous to that I'd only seen like ESPN clips or I was actually a club basketball coach in grad school and I had a player who did CrossFit and she was always hurt. And I actually called her CrossFit and gave her shit because she was always hurt. And I assumed it must be because of CrossFit. So I was one of those guys. Um, but I eating into the stereotype. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, back then, yeah, I didn't know any better. It's 2013. It was a dark time. Um, and then I found out one of my, I was working at a university, uh, one of my student workers, she was a CrossFit coach. And we had like five or six gyms in uh, McAllen, Edinburgh, Texas area. So I asked her which one she'd recommend, tried a couple, uh, showed up at one that turned into my home for the next year until I moved back to Minnesota and pulled up to the 6 a.m. class, 300 pound white guy, no idea what I'm doing. And the entire gym is filled with sweaty fit people doing muscle ups that morning. And I sulked in for a free trial. And here we are that yeah, that was yeah, that five years and, later yeah five years later uh five and a half years later took about a year off when I moved back to Minnesota because I really did not care for the owner of my gym at the time just in terms of the programming but I turned I returned a year later because I missed the gym so much and I was probably a little naive to what was good programming anyway I was headstrong and I had my own equipment so 
Yeah, been at uh, CrossFit Exponent in Edinburgh, Texas was the first year. Then ever since I stopped working out in my garage, been CrossFit Warrior Risen in Winona, Minnesota, little southeast corner. How did you get into CrossFit? Because you are, you're from the football world. <laughs> Actually, I found CrossFit. So I found that? CrossFit in 2007. Okay. You're OG, much more OG than I am. Yeah. So um, I found it in late 2007 when I was, uh, I just gotten hired in law enforcement. And I was getting ready to go to my academy and the guys that I was working with uh, introduced me to it. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. We were trying to do it at like the, the Gold's Gym. I think it was a Bally's Gym or Crunch Fitness or something like that. Uh, across the across the street um hated it man smoked me absolutely wrecked me and then uh your house on fire in my academy in my academy uh it was big on to crossfit and kettlebells uh fell in love with kettlebells in my academy and that that just kind of the birth of it um came home uh from my academy and when work would allow me at the time found a gym uh here locally Found a couple of them. Uh, first gym I ever went to was uh, an OG gym, CrossFit San Jose. And from there, I went to NorCal CrossFit, now NC Fit. And, uh, and eventually found my way across some other gyms uh, until landing at one that is now closed, unfortunately, but uh, became a coach there. And that's in all she wrote ever since. So been a coach ever since at various gyms. So, How did you get into... Cause I, I didn't meet you till this year, uh, randomly, some random dude at, in Vegas for West coast classic walked up to our group and started talking to us. And turns out it was you. Um, <laughs> how did you get into the judging, uh, volunteering world? Uh, it was, uh, it's kind of weird. So way back when, uh, they had during the open, you could, you could submit a video and you would judge it online. Like people that submitted videos and they had a judges leaderboard. And I was working from home and had a lot of free time. So I was just watching video after video after video. And my name got like to number two on this leaderboard. And so the guys at my gym said, hey, you should go down to regionals. Try to go to the West regionals or super. I think it was still super regionals. I can't even remember now. And uh, so I volunteered and I got picked up and I went to uh, whatever it was called, either California regional or West. I can't remember what year it was called what, but and uh, ended up judging down there completely green, had no idea who people were. Uh, Adrian Bosman was our, was our, our head judge there in, at Del Mar. No idea who he was. Like he's this big guy and I'm just sitting here jaw jacking with him during in between events, just like a normal guy. It was, it was actually kind of cool, but no idea who this guy was, you know, the, the head judge for the CrossFit games, you know, big OG CrossFitter. It was kind of fun. And I fell in love with it after that. So uh, started volunteering more regionals, rest in peace went to uh, local events and just finally ended up in the games. I think that I volunteered to go to the games and got selected. And I think it was my first year was 16, 17, whenever the first year in Madison was, I didn't get to go to, to uh, Southern California, but been doing it ever since. So nice. well, except for 2020, obviously. Yeah. You had to be pretty high up to go to 2020. Yeah. You had to Even though the CrossFit games were literally 20 miles south of me. Yeah, because so, being in San Jose, the ranch is just down the road. So. There you go. <laughs> I tried. I tried to get down there. I tried really hard. I, I was hoping they'd call us for scoring, but I, I wasn't that 
that established to get that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, there was definitely some uh, interesting times in 2020. So yeah, I mean hell if but 2020 was interesting. I mean that's where I really got into judging. I had never judged before 2020, and we did Wadapalooza, and I was I had no idea what I was doing. And then like two weeks later, the world shut down. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Two weeks later, world shut down, lost my job. And then I'm like, I have nothing to do. And then I heard there were CrossFit competitions starting up. So I just started hitting up organizers on Instagram for like Masters Fitness Collective and the Pit Fitness Ranch Team Championship in Michigan. Like I I literally just started DMing their Instagram. It was like, hey, I want to come judge. I don't you don't know who I am. I just want to come judge. I've judged Wadapalooza and they thought I was like a very, very, very established judge. And brought little me do in. they know. <laughs> oh, there's more. They brought me in. And I mean, I was an I had volunteered a bunch. I'd only judged like twice, but they brought me in. And then the their head judge got a COVID scare. So the morning of the first day of competition, I got a knock on my door. Like, hey, so-and-so might have COVID, your head judge. I had judged twice. I'm instantly on the phone texting uh, Brian Folger, judge extraordinaire, like, what do I do? And then they put me in front of all their judges. This is Mike. He's judged He's a lot. He's in charge. He's, He's in, in charge. charge. <laughs> He's judged a lot. He's the one guy who's not from our small town. Mike, tell them about your experience. I didn't say what I did at all the competitions, but I... I listed all the competitions I'd done. Only two of them were judging. They don't need to know that. Just yeah, no. fake it oh, till you make it, right? <laughs> they're gonna know it now because uh, they'll. I know Brock's probably gonna listen to this because I told him I was doing it. So he'll get a he'll he'll either like call me a liar and then laugh about it or just laugh about it. Um, since I'll be going back this year to help with some capacity again in their third year, so I mean, fake it till you make it. Must have done okay. <laughs> But, I mean, that's how I fell into the Iron Games, too. I, I volunteered there because I had met their head judge, uh, yep. Paul. Uh, I met him at the Games. I think him and I did our first Games together. Like, our inaugural year, we both went together um, <clears throat> in the same year. So, And then he ended up at the Iron Games as the head judge. And I had volunteered because of the comp director there, Jason Gennetti, and, and I had been known him at the Games. He was my team lead. So <clears throat> Paul calls me the, or sends me an, uh, a message on, like, Facebook or Instagram the night before saying, or two days before saying, Hey, my assistant head judge just bailed. Can you do it? Totally yep. not ready for it. Totally not even knowing what, sure. Sure. Paul, I got you. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I mean, I mean, my first volunteer experience ever, uh, I did as the judges will call me, they call me scoring since I split my time. You do, you do, do. not anymore. I can't anymore. I can't do scoring yeah, anymore with the, with the new job, <clears throat> but uh, my first, I, I may have told you this story. My first ever time volunteering was the Rogue Invitational, the first one. Did I ever tell you this? And no, my, I had never volunteered. And I was like, oh, they're having all these sanctionals. I should try this volunteering thing. I'm going to apply for Rogue as a nobody who's never volunteered. Somehow <laughs> got, I think I put on my application, I run intramural sports and like run tournaments and do scoring for that and then they put me on the scoring team i get in my little car and i drive 10 hours to columbus ohio i don't know anyone i stayed in a one bed one room cabin 
on a strange woman's farm that I found on Airbnb. Um, the door did not lock. It just had a little hook latch. Nice. It had cots. Oh. It had a fan slash light. It did not have a shower. I showered in the little pond next to it. And then so after, after the first day of volunteering, I went to a truck stop and looked pathetic and someone gave me a free shower. Wow. Yeah. And this is a great story. I literally, this is my, I still have it on Airbnb, like how, like the, it was 30 bucks a night, 20 miles north of Columbus. Get what I you did, pay for. I didn't know anyone. I just did this all super cheap. Like I have a Prius. So the gas was like two tanks of gas there and back. And I feel like I didn't, I didn't know anyone at all. Like the lead scoring person who's this one of the same leads for the games, except for uh, the head head, the black shirt and must've made the right impression after doing that. I literally got done volunteering Sunday and drove back to Minnesota. Like I didn't, everyone's like hanging out, high five. And I'm like, I don't know anyone. Uh, thanks for everything. I'm going to, going to get out. Wow. I'm out of here. Start my 10 hour drive. And then they told us like, put these names on your applications for the games and then got to go to the games and do scoring there and didn't in 2020, but got to do it again in 2021 and had a pretty awesome job with that. So why would I ever give that up? But it's like, my first time volunteering is one of the most, I, I will be cocky awesome. that it is a unique story and it was one of the craziest experiences ever. And it definitely sparked where I am now from a professional sense. Um, I don't think I'd be where I am in a professional sense if I hadn't done that. Just randomly got in my car and like, and the things I remember from that weekend is Matt Fraser glared at me because he was losing after the first day and I passed him in the hallway and I was like, good job today. Just got a death glare. <laughs> and then Ben Smith was super nice, even though he was having a bad weekend. Tia gave me the most cheer, cheery good morning I've ever received. And then I took a piss net next to Pat Vellner. At of course, and I didn't realize it was Pat Vellner because he looks like a normal human. Fact. Fact. The only other time I have had a crazy experience peeing next to an elite athlete. It's weird that I've had two of these. Um, Rogue Invitational this year. This is my, this, <laughs> this is derailed. <laughs> this is, this awesome. is derailed. This is, I mean, when this happened, I was like, I can't make this shit up. I'm in the urinal at the Rogue Invitational this year at the Dell Diamond Arena. It's like there's two urinals in the men's bathroom and it's for all the volunteers. And I think the athlete check-in area was right there. And I'm going to the bathroom and I just feel a presence like a shadow comes over me not paying any attention Brian Shaw in the biggest cowboy hat <laughs> I've ever seen is at the urinal next to me and I'm just like can I fangirl in this moment like is this weird but anybody else like anybody else would have been smaller like the, the biggest largest, guy in the world the largest mammal that yeah. walks this earth in terms of a human being and i'm just like all right i'm like didn't say a word didn't say a word to each other didn't look at each other but i was just like i felt a presence and it was like that's why <clears throat> the gravity probably shifted around me that's awesome. That's a that's a cool dude to me. He's a big dude. I I wanted to like <clears throat> say hi, but I just didn't think it was the time. 
or the place. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I thought of may, maybe doing the old like, hey, this is where the dicks hang out, but <laughs> I feel it just would have been the most awkward stare and maybe my volunteer weekend would have been over. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> or I could have formed a dynamic friendship with Brian Shaw. We'll, we'll, never, we'll never know. We'll never uh, know. Opportunity missed, maybe, maybe. Opportunity or opportunity missed. saved. <laughs> True. That know. is also where I talked to people from my, my new company and was like, hey, when are y'all going to be hiring? Month later, they post a job. So there we go. Yeah, there you go. So that's how a, things work out. Right? So that's that's our very long-winded introduction of ourselves. Yeah, I think, so, uh, is that all we're doing? Is just the introduction right there? We're, well, we're, we're still gonna, on that? We're, we're still on that? That's all, that's that's still us. Who are we? So what are we talking about? Once again, Community Rx, we're talking about things within the CrossFit community that interest us. Um, some topics that we've talked about, and you can chime in and correct me or add any, because we're making this up as we go along with just what we want to talk about. Uh, people that we know within the CrossFit community, I, the idea of talking to some longtime volunteers where they started, um, how they got to where they are. So one we have lined up is the amazing, I say lined up because I got a verbal yes. So we're going to call that lined up. <laughs> we're going to um, call that lined up. Yeah. We, we had a Facebook conversation where we actually talked about his, his origin story as a judge. And it'd be the lamest. I, I, lamest I'm so looking ever. forward to that. I, I don't I even care if wait. nobody listens to it. I just want to be a part of that conversation. Like, right? Yeah. I, I, I can't believe I just, he said yes, because yeah. uh, this we're talking about Brian Folger, the most unassuming, will never take the spotlight, never take credit. I can yeah. believe he said yes. Um, I'm so excited for that. I know I've talked to the, the original owner of my gym, talking about how he actually started our, our gym in his garage. Um, and it's now a eight year affiliate um and he's selling uh and moving on from it but still will coach so talk to him and other people within the space of like how they got started the original idea for how this podcast was conceived was actually a conversation with scott Schweitzer of a podcast that focuses on the little gym and the affiliate I like and that, the specific yeah. needs of the small affiliate because everyone listens love them ben bergeron jason Kleepa, all these people with large affiliates there is some good stuff there, but they don't, they're not in the shit, so to speak, with the little affiliate on a day-to-day basis and what they have to deal with. Um, COVID made that even more apparent when you'd hear the conversations that would happen between different sized gyms. So that, that's where this idea came from. And I wanted to expand it because I didn't think there was enough traction to do a podcast solely about that, maybe eventually, but um Neither one of us has watched the 2018 games documentary. I've been holding off, even though I pre-ordered it. So watching that, yeah, me too. <laughs> give, me too. Give, giving our thoughts. Um, I've even thought of like other documentaries that I haven't watched about CrossFit, uh, like uh, Kevin Ogar, uh, his documentary about, I believe the topic be is becoming the first, an adaptive L1 coach. Um, there's one about, it's like out of the box where it's, someone who traveled around and review and look visits boxes in other countries. Um, I've heard about that one. I haven't actually seen a video of it event recaps. Cause we both enjoy watching the sport of fitness um, talking about local comps and their history. Um, I know for, yes. in Minnesota, we have the granite games. 
which started as a local comp in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and has worked its way up to being a semifinal owned by Loud and Live. And then there's also, uh, we have an organization called Game Day Events that is, um, they want to make normal people feel like games athletes and they do a fantastic job of that. And they've grown, they're under new ownership. I'd love to hear their plans for the future. Um, and I know Tom, you work with a couple. Uh, the, one of the big ones well. is, uh, yeah, NorCal classic, um, yep. who, um, I think not last year, but two years ago, right before COVID, uh, was won by, uh, you may have heard of him, Justin Medeiros. Mm. Uh, he won. And then I think Daniel Brandon won that same year. So, they're both slightly uh, well, famous. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, you know, might be like, you know, if you win that, maybe you uh, get to punch your ticket to the game someday. Did I don't know if that's true have, or not. Don't believe that. <laughs> did Medeiros have the mullet at that time? Uh, oh, I'm sure he did. I, I wasn't there that year. I, I don't know. Um, that's a really good question. I feel like there's going to be a time he shaves that mullet and it'll be like Samson. Just, it'll, it'll, I, yeah. I mean, the end of an era. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't happen that way because I like him, but. You know what the best way to do that is? The best way to do it is just to not say anything and just do a weightlifting video. And then everybody's like, uh, they just like Instagram, just post a, you like PR and your deadlift with, with bald, just completely bald. People wouldn't people even know would, it's him. People would lose their mind. It would be awesome. They wouldn't even pay attention to the weight he deadlifted. He deadlifted no. 700 pounds. Yeah, but his hair. But what happened to his hair? <laughs> Apparently he's stronger without it. So um, let's see. What else am I on my list? I have just inspirational stuff on my list. So anything we hear about that we think is relevant. I know one, we're going to miss out on it because uh, the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends are actually doing an episode on this uh, about Paul's gym and being uh, yeah. running, running a level one um, for... Uh, Native American uh, youth. Uh, I can't remember what is it's the CrossFit scholarship program. Yeah. Yeah. Called? So they're doing that. So I know they, they got dibs on that, unfortunately. Yeah. That's uh, getting, but, a, that's getting a lot of traction. Paul's gym is uh, in Powell, like Arizona yep. um, morning, morning chalk ups, you know, covered them. And it's, it's a good thing. It's an awesome so. thing for it's, the community. Fantastic. Yeah. But things like that, anything that we come up with, um, I like, I just put this highlight of those doing good. Um, we're both big proponents of the RPM 10K challenge and what that supports. Uh, we're both doing it this year for, I've done it. I did it last year. Have you done it one time? No, this will be my fourth. Oh my gosh. I didn't know it have been going on that long. So yeah. things like Third that we'll be, we'll be looking at um, and just things within the community that people hear about. I've got some ideas of people um, I'd like to speak with just based on brands and Instagram accounts and I see what they're posting and see if we can get to the point where people actually want to speak to us. Um, yeah, I would love, and I, I'd, I'd love to, and I know you and I haven't talked about this yet. So as no. we're recording, as we're recording live, it'd be a great time to talk about it. And um, masters, you want. masters athletes, because I'm yes. a master's athlete. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm a member of uh, wad prep masters. Now I know Ben has his own podcast with, with uh, make wads great again. Yeah, but, and John. so, Probably yeah, with John, but probably not going to be able to get. We might be able to get Ben someday, but um, do like a combo podcast. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But I'm a huge fan of Wad Prep Masters. Obviously, uh, I'm a Masters athlete, uh, and 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 follow them, and and they do a lot of. They have a lot of good coaches, and do a lot of good things. So uh, I know a lot of their athletes. I'd love to bring some of them on, bring some of that smaller community in, and and 
get their okay. take on things. So I'm off. I mean, the master, just the age groups. I mean, as someone who's judged the master's fitness collective twice, like yeah, that is the most fun I've ever had judging those. I still, I mean, are my very first year, my very first year was the, the age group pavilion at the games. I mean, my yep. very first year judging at the games was the, and uh, master's athletes, some of the most best athletes to judge. Yep. And I love it. And it's, it, it brings a lot of that small town community feel to the CrossFit games. Um, well, obviously it's a lot of fun being in there in the Coliseum, but the big yep. name athletes right there, the, the energy is epic. Um, I mean, just, I always think of now anything you, anytime you want to know what energy is in the Coliseum, just think of Annie Thor's daughter's snatch, like that, that lift Act. you can't beat. I don't think anybody's ever going to beat that. I don't know. Maybe, but that energy ah. was just, and I was in there. It was that it was full of just, yeah, it was awesomeness. An, the only equivalent I would have to that is Fraser's, uh, Fraser's winning clean in 2019. Yeah. That was a good one too. Chills. Yep. Yeah. That was my first year volunteering and I had to pinch myself that I got the seat that I got, the job that I got, that I got to yeah. witness that entire games, but that moment. Yeah, it was, it was, but now that all that energy has gone into the, the age group pavilion and, and yep. it's still right there. And it's, it's because you get like, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you always hear like in the, in the call scene, you always hear things like go Matt or go Tia or go Annie or whatever. And in the, in the, in the, age group pavilion you hear go dad yep go mom go yep. grandma i mean i heard grandma when i'm like oh this is badass this is badass like you got kids that are seeing grandma compete at that level I and mean, you can't beat that That's... you want you want to be inspired those are the athletes to watch i remember yeah. my first year at masters fitness collective they had the 65 plus division they had muscle ups programmed and there was a guy who could do them and it was just like Goals, yep. goals, yep. like to be goals. able to even function like that. Um, and just, they're the most genuinely nice human beings. I'll never forget. Her name was Debbie. Um, she couldn't handstand walk. She was a sweetheart. She's in the 60 plus division. I think she got done with her skier, did her jump rope. And it's like, well, I can't do that. So let's just talk about life. Yep. And we sat at the starting line and just chatted for the rest of the event. I'll never forget that. They are the most inspirational awesome people bar yeah. none the only thing that's more so or equivalent is the adaptive athletes who are mind-blowing what they're able to do what i would a, love yeah. to like what a when privilege i, got to, I had I got, this year yeah you them. got to judge them at the games i got to judge yeah. them at wadapalooza and it was just yeah. like absolute mind-blowing i would love to talk to adaptive athletes or those who program for them uh wheel wad any of them yeah. Like just to shed more light because the group that win the CrossFit games or the elites are so small. We love them. We love watching them. It's like watching the NBA, the pinnacle mm -hmm. of the sport. But at the end of the day, the majority of people who are involved in CrossFit are not those humans. Right. Yeah. So, I think we took the top five for each division. I think don't yep. quote me on that, but I think, uh, I think it was for adaptive. It was, yeah, it was top five. And then yeah. for age groups, I want to say it was top, 10 or 20 this 20, year. 20, I think. I can't remember last but, year. And it's going to change again this year. But yeah, just in terms in terms of the sheer volume of people involved in CrossFit, the adaptive, the age group are so much bigger than your elite division. And yeah. anything we can do to shed more light yeah. on what they do is perfect because they deserve yep. it. 
Yeah, they do. So I and, love that. And let's, let's, let's be honest. A lot of those masters, a lot of those adaptives, and I'd say the vast majority of teen CrossFitters are a lot fitter than me. <laughs> so <laughs> they've put in, they put in a lot more work than more, I have. More than, than they, most and, of us, certainly yeah, more than you and I. <laughs> yeah, they excel. So. Nope. I'm all for it. I can't, uh, what else do we, do we have any other, do you think of anything else we'll be covering or we'll just figure it I out think as that's we a, go? That's a good start. I mean, uh, we, I, I mean, think... we have to actually record one of these episodes at some point. So this yeah, is a good a intro, one. um, yeah. rambling origin stories for both of us aside more, more so me as a rambler, but we'll have to, we'll have to talk to Brian probably after Wadapalooza because he's one of the heads for that. But yeah, let's let him decompress from that. Yeah, I'll try and maybe get my gym owner because we were, I was supposed to talk to him two weeks ago and then we both watched football instead. So, but this is our first intro episode. So as far as we know, that is what we're going to be talking about here on Community RX um, as part of the Clydesdale Media Podcast Network. We'll probably expand as we go, bring in more people we know from our connections within the community and try and put something together that's worth listening to and entertaining that's, that's the goal that's, that's the goal yeah, is to entertain that, hopefully we do entertain otherwise we're gonna go down in a blaze of glory yeah entertain or at least uh bring more attention to those that are deserving of the attention hopefully because there hopefully. are infinitely people infinitely more deserving than us to get this attention that if we can help shed a light on that kudos to to them and us so that's our first episode. I have nothing more to add and I have no way to exit this conversation because I'm terrible at that kind of thing. So I'm just going to say that's, that's what we got. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's works for me. That's Perfect. All, that's, that's, awesome. all we got. that's all I got well, for you. Well, tune in next time. I imagine this will be able to be listened to wherever the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast is broadcast because we are part of their network and we'll be for sure on Spotify and we'll see where we go from there, but thank you for listening. And this is Community Rx.